0: Hello, and welcome to Nerds Now Playing, a Feely Creative podcast, a podcast where we review movies new and old. This is our first episode, episode one, at the Feely Creative Podcast Studio in Salina, Kansas. I'm Devin Frederick King. I work as a creative director at Feely Creative, and I'm joined by Tim Burns. Tim, what do you do professionally?
1: So I am Feely Creative's multimedia specialist, which means I just kind of do all the things, just all the things that, uh, Everyone else doesn't necessarily do.
0: So this is in in media production. So what kind of stuff does that kind of look like?
1: For me, that involves uh, editing videos. It involves editing audio, uh, the creation of uh, voiceover, if necessary. I also do a bit of animation. And uh, I also am the primary drone pilot for the company. So I do a lot of drone work.
0: Oh, sweet. Drones flying around, getting those cool aerial
1: shots. It's the best. It Honestly, it's like playing a video game.
0: Oh, cool. Well, because you have the controller, you have Mm -hmm. the screen and all that. Oh, yeah. Um, It's
1: like playing on a big Game Boy, except the game is get the best shots you've ever gotten every time.
0: (laughs) And does it give you a a rating at the end like Sonic does? Um, Rank C, B?
1: Usually it's uh, at least uh, an A- most of the time. If the shot is super terrible, then the drone will just crash out of the sky. (laughs) It knows.
0: So how many drones have you gone through then because of that?
1: Uh, I have not personally gone through any. Uh, other people in our company have uh, destroyed at least one drone.
0: Well, that's good to have a good, clean record and have other people to blame.
1: That's true. I, I won't say that I haven't technically bumped the drone into things. Uh, I have indeed actually bumped the main drone that we lost before into the ceiling of this podcast area. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I was trying to record the sound for the drone, and uh, I took off a little bit too fast. <laughs> That was, of course, before the renovation.
0: Hopefully, that didn't bring down your uh, morale.
1: No, I, I found it hilarious.
0: <laughs> well, uh, so some of the things, on, so on this podcast, we talk about, we want to talk about movies and uh, games and some other things like that. Uh, but we've had a busy week this week, mm-hmm. both work related and fun related. But uh, so, but what are the, some of the things you've been uh, watching, Tim?
1: Uh, well, uh, myself, I, I attend a regularly scheduled weekly movie night, and we just finished watching uh, RRR, which is a, I believe, Tollywood uh, film. And it is just one heck of a wild ride, I gotta say. like, I, If you're worried about uh, films having physics being uh, actually accurate to the real world, don't worry about that for this movie because they don't exist. Uh, and there's also musical numbers and fight scenes
0: I also was a part of a movie night uh, this last week, too. Really? And, and, crazy. We, and
1: we watched RRR R, R as well. Hmm. Maybe we should combine our movie nights.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I just watched, we just, you and I, because we're, we're going to the same movie night. Uh, we watch some movies every week on a Wednesday. Uh, we watched RRR. R, R. That was a um, pretty wild movie.
1: It really is. And it's it's, it's absolutely worth watching.
0: Uh, the, the, that was one of, that's in a lot of people's top ten movies of twenty twenty two. It should be, and that's how I got clued into it. And then I, when I watched it for the first time, because I watched it the second time with you, mm-hmm. and uh, I was kind of blown away about how much stuff is in this movie visually and stuff. Oh yeah, it's almost like a um, it's it's an Indian film, but it's om- it, some of the there's like fight sequences that mm-hmm. wouldn't be out of place in a Chinese wushu film or something like that. Oh, definitely. And then they have musical numbers and all this stuff. And mm-hmm. it's so visually all over the place, like in a good way. It's It goes um, to all these different places of visual stuff. And it's like you... you, And it's three hours long of this.
1: <laughs> it's it's so worth the three hours. Like, I, I am not at all sad that I spent that time. Um, have you been playing anything this week?
0: Uh, yeah, I've been playing... Um, I, I recently... Um, I've been, I've been playing a game called uh, Elden Ring.
1: Welcome to the Souls fan base, boy. <laughs>
0: a friend of mine uh, insisted I been, I play Elden Ring, and uh, I intended to. I wasn't going to not play it, but he went as far as buying me a PlayStation 5 so that I could play Elden Ring, a PlayStation 5 that I didn't have to pay him back for, but uh, but we've we got, <laughs> i got that figured out we got uh we returned the PlayStation 5 but he purchased it for me on the on uh, Steam so i've been playing through Elden Ring and uh it's a challenging game but i like it a lot um there, <laughs> i've been my friend thinks i've been playing it the wrong way i like to uh been uh grinding on that game so i can level up and stuff and mm-hmm. have a little bit easier time cuz that's how i like to I don't like to be too overwhelmed, but uh, that game still uh, is challenging. But
1: there, there is not a uh, necessarily a wrong way to play a Souls game. I, I I'll be honest. Like I mean, and this one is probably the most accessible to new players because you can do exactly that. You can, if you're having trouble with a boss, you can go away for a while and grind and level up and find different weapons that you like, or you can try sorcery and stuff like that, and it will make a difference. So it's it's really all about what your playstyle is and what you like to do. So there's not really a wrong way.
0: Well, my friend thinks there's a wrong way, but I guess I don't really care. I like to be a little bit OP and then plow through enemies like I'm the Terminator or something.
1: Well, there there is a um, there is a thing amongst the Soulsborne community that people will do like level one runs where they are they just stay level one the entire time without armor at all, and like basically the goal is just don't get hit ever.
0: Those people are called legends, I guess.
1: Oh, they are. Uh, let Me Solo Her is one of those. Um, I I do not have the dedication nor the uh, mental stamina to do that. I would rather enjoy my playthrough as much as possible instead of banging my head against a wall for 15 hours, or in this case, 100 hours.
0: Now, you beat the game. I have, yes. How many hours did it take you? Uh,
1: it took me 105 hours.
0: That's That seems pretty... So other people, well, I uh, probably would be me. It would be a two-hour, 200-hour game, mm-hmm. I think.
1: I mean, I, I didn't do absolutely everything. I did do all the main bosses and, like, all the, like, like the big bosses. But I didn't find all the catacombs. I didn't collect every piece of armor. I'm not a completionist by any means. But, like, when it comes to the Souls games, I do like to fight all the big bosses as much as possible. So, like, so, uh, Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3, I fought every boss that I possibly could, which includes all the bosses in the DLCs and the DLCs are what have the hardest bosses. But I've managed, I made it, I made it through those. Mm. So, um, and those are though in those games, you can't necessarily, I mean, you can grind a little bit. Um, but it doesn't have the availability to just go to like a completely different area, especially the third dark Souls three is especially very linear. So, um, but I, I still like the experience
0: yeah i've so and i haven't really played it this week a whole lot but uh because me and a friend also play Warzone, mm. Warzone 2 the new uh we've gotten a little obsessed with playing that game we uh we we found we find try to find ways to break it a little bit mm. uh, but we've been on this kick of uh we drop into the match and uh we just get getting vehicles and we troll people by running them over a whole match and um and uh I don't you haven't played Warzone yourself, but they I haven't. I'm more of a Fortnite player. They just had this new feature um for Warzone 2 that came out uh where you can do proximity chat. And you can hear other players um talking that mm. when you're next to them and stuff. So um which has been it annoys my friend cuz he can't has to co- put off his concentration on what he's doing. So when there's other people talking, it's distracting, but um uh, what I've been finding really fun when we're running people over with cars, p- you can hear their reactions to it, and they usually curse you out and um, <laughs> get really annoyed <laughs> with you. I love that. And so we've been playing Warzone a little bit uh, too much lately because it's just been so satisfying to uh, <laughs> just run pe- bolt those people over with cars when they're not expecting cars. They kind of don't know what to do with it. So we've been <laughs> playing Warzone 2 a lot, that game. That game came out a couple months ago. Mm. Um, um, Warzone One was a pretty popular for a, for a good while. So then Warzone Two came out. Had a lot of good, cool changes, but we've been playing that through a lot too.
1: Very nice. I know uh, as far as like new games come out for myself, uh, Nintendo just released uh, an update for their online, their Nintendo Switch Online, which now includes original Game Boy games and Game Boy Advance, which dropped yesterday. Um, so, in a little bit of free time that I had before uh, other uh, evening activities, I had to be part of, uh, I did get to play a bit of uh, Mario and the Six Golden Coins, which is a personal favorite of mine. Oh, fun! Oh, heck yeah! That game is that game is amazing.
0: So, I saw that Nintendo Direct too, and I think the the they announced older games, and I'm more excited about those than most of the other announcements, which I'm also excited about. But when they said Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games you can play it on Nintendo Online. I was like, yes.
1: Oh yeah, like I. The biggest thing for, from that direct for me personally was the new trailer for Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. But besides that, like the the Game Boy announcement, I just I kind of lost my mind a little bit. Like I was so excited for that. Yeah, and I, I think that I mean that really just stems like you and I are being, we're we're a bit older, and we have experience. Like we grew up playing those. Those handheld devices so there's a lot of nostalgia
0: but for our audience out there Tim is older than me so just like putting that out <laughs> that, there that, that is a lie uh this is very much true <laughs> I am <laughs> so well um so why don't we get what we're gonna be talking about our uh a movie today
1: that's right and it is a horror movie Devin do you have a favorite horror movie
0: a favorite horror movie oh gosh that's a good question I don't know if I truly do um, for me, it's psycho. Psycho is a good one.
1: The classic uh, one not 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 the remake the, the the shot for shot remake with Vince Vaughn. Have you seen Psycho two? I actually have like, I've seen bits and pieces of it. I, I, so interestingly, uh, my mom actually saw that one before she saw the original in theaters uh, but I, I've never seen the second one. I know it's uh like the the family of the main character from the first one, I guess is trying to get vengeance.
0: Well, from what I under well, I, I think you should we, you should try watching. I fear that it's actually pretty decent. Um,
1: it, uh, it, you fear that it is?
0: Uh, no, no, I hear that it oh, is. Oh, okay. Yeah, I hear that is pretty decent. Um, uh, it, if it's the psycho 2 I'm thinking of because um, it's it is shot in color, I believe. Mm. But I think. Um. um but I've heard really good things, but I've not watched it before. Okay, but, but Psycho—that's a good one. But as far mm-hmm. as my favorite horror movie, I mean, I don't know. Would would—is
1: um, the thing considered a horror film?
0: I would say so. It's pretty gnarly with the, uh, the, yeah. I'd say the thing is, um, mm-hmm. um, was—is Jaws considered a horror film? Cause that's my—that's my one of my actual favorite films of all times, Jaws and Jurassic Park. I can see Park. it
1: being considered a horror film, but I mean. Could you call Jurassic Park a horror film?
0: Uh, I wouldn't strictly call it a horror <laughs> film. It has horror elements, or uh, um, but it's kind of like a science fiction thriller, maybe. I, mm. But if I were to say my favorite horror film, maybe The Shining.
1: Ooh, ooh that's a good one. Yeah,
0: Stan, that that movie, Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. That, mm. It's intense. Jack Nicholson. Crazy, he does a crazy. heck of a job. Yeah, so I would probably say The Shining.
1: That is a good call. That that is an absolutely good call. Well, we should probably get into talking about the actual movie we're talking about today. Um, Before I reveal the name of that title, I will just say that it is like RoboCop's Ed 209 mixed with the movie Small Soldiers. To me, at least. Oh, Um, interesting. uh, It is uh, perhaps technology and toys has gone a little bit too far in the movie we watched called Megan. Let's talk about it.
0: Then the soundbite thing plays for Megan.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So Megan, what did uh, what were some of your first takeaways of Megan?
1: Um, and it could just this could just be because I I am a huge watcher of horror films. Um, in general, my takeaways are that the movie was very tame. Um, (laughs) as far as horror movies go, I didn't find it particularly scary or really even like surprising. Um, there was a lot that I felt was very, um, was very predictable and there were elements of it that I also felt were, uh, I I don't want to disparage her too much, but I feel like the main, uh, child actor, uh, that was not Megan, I did not feel like was very good.
0: Mm, Interesting. Um, so Megan is, uh, I have a, I have a synopsis here Mm. for Megan. I think I'll, let me read it real quick. What I found on the internet, (laughs) uh, says Megan is a marvel of artificial intelligence, a lifelike doll that's programmed to be a child's greatest companion and a parent's greatest ally designed by Gemma's brilliant roboticist who is a a brilliant roboticist, Uh, Megan can listen, watch, and learn as it plays a role of a friend and a teacher, a playmate, and a protector. When Gemma becomes the unexpected caretaker of her eight-year-old niece, she decides to give the girl a Megan prototype, a decision that leads to unimaginable consequences. (laughs) Um, yeah. So Megan, I went and saw this in the theaters. Uh, Mm. Megan came out in January. So it's one of the first horror movies we're getting for, uh, 2023. And uh, as a January release, that's usually not a great sign for most movies. Um, in case you didn't know, I I think I did
1: hear that recently that most, most don't perform well.
0: Yeah. It's January is kind of like the dumping ground of movies that studio is like, don't have much faith in. But I thought Megan, in, in that context, I think Megan uh, was pretty pretty good overall. I, I, I kind of liked it. Um, I was like, when the movie started, they have like these fake commercials and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was not expecting that. So it kind of like has this, little seeds of, like, social commentary and, like, consumerism mm. <laughs> critiques in there that wouldn't be out of place in, like, a Paul Verhoeven's uh, RoboCop movie, um, um, which I thought was hilarious. But my, overall, I thought, like, uh, Megan was uh, pretty decent. Like, it, there was um, some moments on there, like, I, I didn't, like, wasn't totally wowed by, but mm-hmm. I thought it was a pretty decent uh, horror movie. And, uh, I went and saw that with, uh, my girlfriend and brag about it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, yes. Um, (laughs) she, she loves horror movies, but which one thing she hates in horror movies is when anything crawls Mm. and that movie, uh, there is crawling in that movie. So it thoroughly scared, freaked her out. So, um, and I think, I think she liked it overall too, but yeah, I, uh, overall I did think it was pretty good
1: I mean there are definitely elements that I that I thought were good uh, would you consider so in a lot of the, the reviews I was looking at online and we'll get to the actual reviews later on but um, there are a lot of folks who who felt like felt like the movie in general was was pretty funny so w- would you consider it to be more of like a almost like a, like a black comedy it well it,
0: um, the commercials they had in that movie which I, I looked it up it was the
1: perpetual pets. They open mm. them up with that. <laughs> the- which, to speak to that, the fact that... So, uh, and I have a few thoughts on that in general. Um, in the opening dialogue they have for that, it says that they will live longer than you. Yeah. <laughs> which, that's a horrifying thought. Um, also, and this involves a visual aid, uh, why do they have a human mouth? I don't know if you noticed this. Um I have I've have even just Oh, so, you have photos of I do. the uh, uh so this is a perpetual cl- pet. This is this is a close up. A, a close up of it. Um and then to make it even closer. Oh god. Like why does that like that is more horrifying than Megan is?
0: There that that looks like uh so Tim is holding up a photo of the perpetual pet. It looks like a Furby that has had its lips ripped off or a a burn victim uh-huh. Furby.
1: <laughs> like that is just genuinely unsettling like and I was not someone who was put off by Furby's growing up like I I was never afraid of them I never had like I did have one but like it never did the uh, traditional like uh battery winding down where it starts to sound like a demonic troll um but <laughs> that that just threw me off like I I, I literally wrote down like wh- why does it have a human mouth <laughs> um and then I I do feel like some of the humor in this movie like regarding those um th- so there were several moments where like early on in the film where the main girl, uh, Katie, she has one in in the car with her parents and is just making fart jokes. Which, like, (laughs) that appeals to some people. I've never necessarily... I'm not that demographic necessarily, but I feel like that that is an attempt to just, like... Because the movie is rated PG-13, it feels like it's geared towards, like, kids think farts are funny. Let's just throw that in there. You
0: don't don't like a good good fart sound before a a depiction of a car crash death?
1: (laughs) No, not particularly.
0: (laughs) I should probably warn our audience that we might have some spoilers unintentionally in, in this discussion. But <laughs> probably a good thing to say. But um, it's, well, we're already like oh, oh, midway through February. So if
1: you haven't seen Megan yet, what are you doing? True also. Now, I did not see it in theaters, but I did watch it at home. So, um, But then also, uh, she, so I don't know if this is the name that comes with her, with her perpetual pet. But she named it, but it's named Leroy. I feel like that's a very bizarre name for a child to give, to give something.
0: Well, she's a, she's a, she's a creative thinker. I, and names are very important.
1: <laughs> Fair point. Um, so in this, in this scene with the car crash, um, which I, I found their that to be predictable. Like I was sitting there going like, hmm, the car is stalled. I wonder what will happen soon. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like, why was she not wearing her seatbelt the entire time? Like, I mean, I realize like I don't always wear my seatbelt, but like you're on a mountain road in a snowy area like
0: So then you'd definitely be wearing your seatbelt, is that what you're saying? If you're on a snowy mountain road? Well oh, yeah. But what if you had your perpetual pet?
1: I'd make sure it was also seatbelted. I would want to take care of it.
0: So Megan stars Allison Williams as Gemma. And Allison Williams has been in a lot of horror movies. Has so, she? yeah, well, she's been in the wait. The, she's she's Katie. She it, Allison she, Williams plays Gemma. The oh aunt the,
1: was she in Invisible Man as the
0: uh, that was not that was a uh, uh, Elizabeth Moss.
1: Okay, or was she? Oh wait, no 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 no. Was she in Smile? Was she the therapist in Smile?
0: No, that was actually Kevin Bacon's daughter. And Smile. Oh. So Allison Williams was in uh, Get Out.
1: Oh, that's what I know her from. She was the girlfriend in Get Out. Yeah. Okay. okay.
0: Yeah. Um, She's been in some other horror movies, names of which I cannot remember, (laughs) but she was in a little string of them. Um, uh, She plays the aunt in the movie. And so... So Megan, so, uh, oh man, what was that little girl's name?
1: The, the, the daughter? Yeah.
0: Katie. Katie. Katie was her name. Yeah. Uh,
1: C-A-D-Y, I think is how it's actually spelled. Oh. Um, So K D, not Katie.
0: So yeah, Katie loses her parents and goes and moves in with uh, uh, Gemma, who (laughs) plays their, her aunt. Um, who has um, surprisingly has like little knickknacks that you don't play with. She has mm-hmm. those collectors items the and stuff collectibles, like that. Yeah. um but um, so she goes and moves in with her and what I found what what I liked uh, what kinda of one of the things I kinda of liked about the movie is that um, is it making <laughs> it's like uh what, Gemma, jeez. Mm-hmm. Gemma is making these uh, horrifying like dolls as a side project well i guess i didn't know if i liked it but like they have these these disturbing little perpetual pets things mm-hmm. and um she's working on this side project with this uh pretty creepy doll thing um
1: which i wrote i wrote down during that section like d- does the company know that she's working on this because like it feels like they're spending a lot of money that the company doesn't know about like, how, how does that happen because i feel like in a big company like that assuming it's a big company like they would have to be having someone look at that budget, right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> probably. Well, the bo- the boss in that movie was not quite too
1: happy. He also he yelled and threw things a lot weirdly. Like he threw a tablet. He later on throws his his drink when he's at when he's shouting for a kombucha.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Get me a kombucha. It's like they're setting up that we don't like this guy. He's a he's a jerk.
1: Oh, he's gonna die for sure.
0: <laughs> so. Um so Megan starts to, she starts to become uh kind of uh, I was how, possessive. possessive. Yeah, yeah, she's really starts very to protect uh protective of uh Katie mm-hmm. um and and starts to, like I don't know be very aggressive as a toy. Like we were watching it in the theaters and when we went to saw the theaters by the way, we we were we were just by ourselves for some reason in the theater. I think huh. we went on a Tuesday. Or something. So we had the whole theater to ourselves. So we were able to talk about um, things. But but Megan Megan was acting like um, a bratty, like a Bradley, a a, a bratty uh, eight year old would or something. Mm. And we were just like, Oh no! Oh heck no! Don't you talk back to us, (laughs) Megan? (laughs) Bad
1: Megan. Bad. I dare you. Um, Yeah, she. uh, she kind of addresses it later in the film, uh, like, near the end where she talk, she's talking to Gemma saying, uh, like, you literally gave me nothing. I had to figure all this stuff out for myself. So, like, that that kind of explains a little bit of her behavior if she was just going from the Internet and trying to, like, pull just stuff from that to, like, inform herself. So, I, I could see where that would steer her towards going wrong. Uh, but also, like, they, apparently they didn't code in, like, very many protocols before trying this prototype. Um and there were other concerns. Like, I, I know the uh, probably the biggest concern from like her coworkers were, like, are you really going to introduce this thing to your niece who probably needs some genuine human contact to be taken care of, you know, after her parents died? And I'm like she's like, no, it's fine. Like, and Gemma's like, no, it's fine. Like, I, I don't have time for a child, even though I now want, I'm going to take the responsibility of being her caretaker, which, by the way, I, one of my thoughts as I was writing down... After her parents died, where I know it's probably a bit inconvenient to be a caretaker, but you could at least offer your niece a hug. (laughs) Like, good God, like your family just died. She has to go on this just journey of uh,
0: knowing how to actually interact with children.
1: (laughs) I mean, I don't interact with children, but like if someone, (laughs) a child just died, I would at least try and comfort her somewhat. Like offer a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or something.
0: Well, I don't think it's all uh Gemma's fault though. Katie. Oh, no. Like I had we had Furby I had a Furby growing up. But if it was the size of Megan the doll <laughs> I don't know if I'd be lugging that around all the all the time. Probably look for some kids interaction. You, you didn't have a my buddy? Uh no.
1: If my my is that? buddy. My buddy. No. You never oh man, I wish i had I actually so I did have one of those. At one point, like, I think we got it from, like, a garage or something, and, like, I I don't remember playing with toys almost, like, all that much. Like, it was one, like, I had it, but, like, I don't think I, like, I carried it around. I more had, like, I had a um, a small, uh, well, now it's small to me, but a, uh, a St. Bernard dog that uh, I believe it actually came out before the movie Beethoven um, but I actually did name it Beethoven because of my favorite composer. Or at the time, it was my favorite composer. Uh, so like that was what I carried around most of the time.
0: Now this movie is rated PG thirteen,
1: which uh, apparently initially it was supposed to be rated R, and I guess there was extra shots that were a lot more gory. But there were like per- apparently the producers were saw it and were like, this is close enough the PG thirteen. Let's just make it PG thirteen, which. I, I haven't seen a lot of PG thirteen rated horror films, but I feel like it's just falling short. Well, of its potential,
0: it didn't. It didn't have a lot of the gore stuff, but for some reason, like they have the scene where the dog is. Uh, uh, I think I think Megan goes to retrieve something through the hole in the fence.
1: Uh, yeah, the arrow. Uh, the, the arrow.
0: And uh, the dog, the neighboring dog is, um, which is causing prop like poops mm-hmm. in uh, their yard and all this stuff, <laughs> and but uh, it pulls. Megan the doll, which is a big no-no through the hole, and like mm-hmm. roughs her up a bit. Uh, but for some reason those those that those kinds of scenes where we know the dog's now a target, mm-hmm. uh, I like I something something about animal violence in mm. movies is really kind of messed up to me and creepy. Though, did you feel that same way with that?
1: With that one, I mean, I definitely knew it was coming, but it is very creepy, uh, especially those, like. As bad as that dog was, and granted, the neighbor should have done a better job, or Gemma should have at least, you know, patched the giant hole in her fence. I'm um, I, I, I I'm not happy the dog got killed. Like, it didn't deserve that, certainly. Um, I mean, it's not like it's Cujo, that it's, like, super rabid and attacking everything in sight.
0: The movie doesn't have a lot of gore.
1: It does not. And, and but... not that all horror movies need it, because, like, Psycho doesn't really have much gore, and it's very effective to me.
0: Yeah, so this movie does do a good job of setting up, like, tension and suspense mm-hmm. and things like that with, like, the dog, um, the the little boy in the woods. We have a, the scene mm-hmm. um, the, where the bully, who, as an audience member, like, the bully's obviously a jerk, and you want something like some kind of justice to maybe happen to the boy mm-hmm. but things go um escalate into uh not great things like yeah. overreaction kind of stuff. Oh, definitely. But uh the movie does do a good job of having suspense instead of uh gore and a lot of jump scares that we've uh, kind of watched.
1: That is fair. Um say during that scene uh I <laughs> I guess I'm trending towards being somewhat like negative towards the film. Um The the scene where she was fighting with the boy, and she was ripping his ear off, his ear stretched far too much. Really, I I thought
0: I thought I thought I don't feel like human ears work that way. The right amount.
1: (laughs) I mean, granted, I haven't seen an ear being ripped off in process in real life, and I hope to never have that experience.
0: Stretch Armstrong is a accurate depiction of the (laughs) human anatomy.
1: Mm. Yeah, if we're all. Mr. Fantastic,
0: <laughs> which we should be in this movie universe. They are.
1: Oh, well in that case, it's fine.
0: They just haven't realized it yet. And maybe <laughs> that's for Megan too. Um, so uh, one of the th- one of the things that um, um, one of the things that's really talked about in this movie is the uh, viral dance that happens mm. in the movie. So there's a there's a part that the director I guess didn't really didn't want it to be part of the marketing material, but they um, put it in there. Anyway, uh, Megan does this dance uh, that became a huge viral thing. Um, I don't know how huge huge is, but um, it, it got was... pretty
1: big. Apparently, at the premiere, like there was a group of people who dressed up as Megan and did the dance, um, and it, like and talk about the virality the virality of that that dance. I, it's true the director I don't think wanted it in there, but when once that became viral, that like, that seemed to be like all they marketed. Like, it was just, like, I can't tell you how many times on YouTube or Facebook I came across Omega, and it was just that dance. Literally all it was.
0: Which really isn't that long in the movie, either. It really
1: isn't. It's like like five seconds.
0: Yeah. they they She does the dance, and she rips off the uh, paper cutter blade and moves on.
1: And, and she does the thing that all horror movie villains do, which is walk very slowly towards the guy before they kill them.
0: But, but I will say, like I, I kind of like I. I don't know if you have, but I watched some behind the scenes stuff of the, mm. the the movie, and they um, the, they had like a little um. I don't know how old she was, but she was a young performer, mm-hmm. um, probably uh, like a dancer of some kind. Um, uh, and then they did some like I don't know if they did uh, makeup or. Aesthetics or some or CG on the face, but um, she has a real fluidity to her, mm-hmm. um, which was pretty neat. That so I like the design and stuff. i that. Not...
1: I would agree that so there is so um, the for the majority of the, I would say probably the majority of the film, uh, the Meg, Megan is actually a, a puppet for mm. most of it. But then those scenes like the dancing sequence where she didn't be in full frame walking around, then it is that, that act that actress um, who actually also did all of her own stunts. Um, including the crawling scene in the forest, which it seems odd that she, I feel like running on, uh, two legs would have been faster and more effective, but maybe she was going for the scare tactic rather than, uh, catching up because I will say that going on a forest is, is off-putting and unsettling. Um, but yeah, so she, uh, from what I remember seeing, so they had, I think special gloves that look more plastic on her hands and then... They put a uh, kind of a plastic, not a plastic, but like, almost like a rubber mask over her face. Initially, it was supposed to have um, replications of, like, Megan's eyes in it, but apparently mm. she couldn't see through those, and so they took them out. So it when you when you just see her by herself, you just see uh, this actress with a rubber mask on and, like, two dark holes where eyes should be, mm. which is almost more unsettling. Mm. Uh, but they did go through and do some face replacement for those sequences.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Pretty cool stuff on that, so a lot of the puppeteering, um, they have a lot of mix of stuff to make that happen.
1: Yeah, which I will say, like, I I do think the puppeteering is very, it's subtle enough that it works really well. Um, Visually, I mean, the doll is just close enough to looking human that it is off-putting, which there is an actual word for that, but I can't think of what it is off the top of my head. Um, But I, I I did like the design of Ming, and I thought it was effective.
0: Yeah. Um, so, uh, so.
1: Sorry, I'm going through my notes here. Um, so uh, during the run of this film, part of the, uh, the big th- thing with, with Gemma is that she does end up introducing um, her boss to Megan instead of coming up with the new design for the perpetual pet, which is what she was supposed to be doing. Um, because she introduced her niece to Megan, is like, hmm, there's potential here. So like, they they kind of rush it, um, and uh, they go through this big kind of campaign. And you see these different uh, little shots and commercials and stuff about what Megan, what Megan can do and what she is, and like how she can be a pal and she can also like correct certain behaviors in your children, so you don't have to, um, so you don't have to have a genuine connection with your child, um. Uh, which it strikes me as, like, like, the weirdest one, like, the, the main Katie has to be told to flush and wash her hands all the time. Like, I, I don't spend time around children ever because I don't have them. But, like, is that really that big a deal in children? Sydney is saying yes to me. Okay.
0: Well, I watched it with my girlfriend. Which, by the way, I have a girlfriend. <laughs>
1: have you? I have never. But uh, you haven't. You haven't mentioned that at all.
0: Well, when we were watching the movie, every time uh, Megan was telling her to wash her hands, like uh, my girlfriend was um, uh, wondering, why the heck aren't you just washing your hands, little girl? <laughs> you disgusting. Disgusting little girl.
1: Especially washing your hands, but like just just the not flushing. Like they, oh yeah, that, that too. That, that well, strikes that me too. as a very like yeah. Like, the, that strikes me as a very boy behavior to not do. But like, granted, I don't know what her home life was like, and I don't have children, so I don't.
0: Well, that in that regard, this uh K- Katie in this movie needs a Megan because if you don't know how to properly take care of yourself, clearly, you disgusting little girl.
1: Which makes me wonder <laughs> if her parents were doing anything like. Did she have any discipline or teaching at
0: home? They didn't get to that chapter in the (laughs) Raise a Child book.
1: She was like 11.
0: It comes at age 12. (laughs) Fair enough, then. I don't know. Little kids are like little robots, too, and you have to take care of them and tell them how to flush, Mm. which was apparently missed in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, well, so anyways, the... (laughs) So, so, anyway, did you think the movie
1: was, like, really scary, though? No, not, not at all for me. Like, I, I was not. I, I don't think. I, let's see. I'm pretty sure I watched it in the evening time, which usually, like, I because I don't watch a lot of horror films, I tend to watch them, like, during the day. Like, I watch The Exorcist midday, so I'm like, I don't want to be home alone in case I am genuinely scared of this. Um, so, like, I watched it, and I, it wasn't scary to me at all. I was like, oh, hey, killer doll. That's never been done before ever in another movie
0: yeah i don't like like a a killer a lot of a lot of movies don't seem to scare me much Mm -hmm. and this one didn't
1: (laughs) this one also did not like i since we work with film a lot like i think we like are looking for those like different angles and like thinking more critically about the filmmaking process which i don't know if like i know you took paul green's classes um for the audience out
0: there i went to college and took classes
1: i i also did at the same college he went to but years later because Devin's older than me, not the reverse. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, like, there was a, one of my classes with him. He mentions, like, as soon as you take this class, you will hate watching movies. Because you will be looking for everything. <laughs> so, like, I don't know if it's that aspect that I'm just, like, like I can tell the trends. Or maybe I'm just actively looking for them now. Um, or it could just be I already have a had a preconceived notion with this movie. But it, it definitely was not scary or creepy to me in the slightest.
0: Well, so all right, so let's get into some uh, trivia stuff about the movie. Okay. Um, so you have found some trivia stuff for us. What are some interesting tidbits about this film?
1: So probably to start off with, um, so the budget for this movie was twelve million dollars. Oh, that's not very much. It is not for horror film, which is why I mean it looks fairly good, and that's why like the puppeting, like that looks really well done. So like I'm I'm happy that 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 was the takeaway, and like there, I think a lot of horror, but I think horror movies. Probably tend to have a smaller budget, um, and this is a
0: Blumhouse production. Isn't yeah, it, it is. Blumhouse. So, so they tend to make little lower production movies, horror mm-hmm. uh,
1: that. I think I think A 24 tends to have a bigger budget for most of theirs, mm. um, but yeah, I mean twelve million dollars not very much, but it, it's it looks good. It's well done, and then the design of Megan is is effective. So then? How much money does this movie make? So uh, from what I saw online, the uh, gross was 158.7 million worldwide. 87.6 million of that was domestic. Was domestic in uh, U.S. and Canada, and then 71 million internationally. And then on opening weekend, um, there was it was uh, 30 million dollars across uh, 3,500 theaters. Is what it made.
0: So the, the logo in Megan, they have the, the E, and Megan is turned hmm. around for the number three. It and depends
1: on what you look at, because like, like it, online it's a three, but like in the actual promotion it's like three sensor bars? So it sounds like they should have probably just used a dollar sign in there instead. <laughs> how would you say
0: that? I don't... Um, Mei Cha-ching? <laughs>
1: that,
0: that's a good way to do it. She prints money in addition to uh,
1: teaches children how to flush. Ah, yes, the two things that are important in life. And only those things. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, so you mentioned actually earlier, um, well, we've already mentioned Robocop. And, and um, there, there's, a, there's a moment in the movie where um, Gemma is using a pen to track Megan's eye movement. And uh, I didn't realize that at the time, but that scene is actually uh, pretty reminiscent to a scene in the original RoboCop when Officer Murphy is being reconstructed into RoboCop, where they're kind of testing his vision. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's kind of an homage to that a little bit. Um, so, Devin, uh, do you know some any of the
0: other other trivia there, Devin? Let's see. Uh, see, Megan's voice is modeled in part part off of uh, another famous AI gone rogue. Uh, Am I saying is right uh, GLaDOS? GLaDOS. GLaDOS. Uh, yeah, from, oh yeah, GLaDOS. From um, the from Portal. Is that and that's a the video game Portal from yeah. 2007.
1: Have you never played Portal? I,
0: I have not played Portal.
1: Oh my gosh, dude, you have to play Portal.
0: I You <laughs> you must. I, I insist. I've uh I know that there are portals.
1: There are indeed portals. Uh it is a it is a puzzle type game. So like if you like the puzzles in Zelda, this is much more puzzly. Um, there is also in the second game, there's a co-op, um, uh, campaign. So, it, and you have to use both people to make it through. It's actually really, really fun. So I, I, I highly recommend Portal. Ah, uh, yeah. I might check it out sometime. I think it's on Steam. It is. Well, actually they are, I believe they just re-released, uh, both the first and second game, I think on the Switch as well, or it's supposed to come out soon.
0: I think you're right. Well, I'll check it out. But this is, a uh but they I guess they used uh was it was modeled off of that voice um from Portal. So any Portal fans out there uh check out Megan and might see uh might catch that. Uh so I see here you said it says Megan stands for Model 3 uh Generative Android. I do remember the Model 3 thing being a part of the thing. I just don't know what the 3 Oh, well, Which well, so I guess that. The,
1: the... That makes sense if that's where the 3 is from. Um but
0: and uh James, is his name James Wan? I believe so. James yeah. James Wan. I thought, yeah, I thought I might get that right. The director of uh, the first Saw movie. And... Oh, I
1: didn't realize he did Saw. Yep. That makes sense. I've never seen Saw because I don't want to.
0: <laughs> now that is a gory, scary movie. Um, he said that pretty much This the concept is about embracing technology too much and relying on it too much. And what happens when technology runs amok. It's a commentary on the world we live in and it feels relevant
1: today, which I I will definitely agree with that aspect because there is, there we've become so I mean so dependent on technology. But to to kind of a weird state to me, like people who have like like I don't have Alexa or like the Google Box because I just don't really want it or need it. Like I can look up things for myself on my phone, um, which is already tracking my search history anyway. Um, but like, like like smart like smart fridges and smart locks on your house, like I. Like if the only way to get into my house is by like a vocal print, like what happens if it glitches and I just can't get into my house anymore, or like I just I, it's getting to a point where like it's it's overly it's becoming more overly complicated than necessary. Uh huh. In my opinion.
0: Yeah, I have I have some friends that they use the Google. Lights and stuff, so mm. they they're constantly telling Google turn on this light and that light, which I think is cool. Like it, it's, I'm it's just, neat. I'm just not motivated to set something up like that in my house, but they they have everything controlled by their voice. Like uh, I
1: just think that's unnecessary. Like get, get up and turn off the dang light. Mm-mm. It doesn't take that much effort.
0: <laughs> and sorry for members of our audience out there that use those features and are light, like them.
1: No judgment, but also some judgment. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's I mean it's kind of almost like harkening back a little bit to. Uh, you know, in thinking about like killer AI, it reminds me of of HAL from 2001 Space Odyssey. Cuz you know, he, his goal was also like I think initiative to protect. Oh,
0: yes, HAL, but this one is GAL. <laughs> nice. All right, so Tim, you have some you've pulled up some reviews that um that we you found um online. Uh, yeah, so we got um, here.
1: So, in looking at the different reviews and the ratings that there are, um, Rotten Tomatoes, which is kind of the go-to standard, I think, most of the time now, um, it is a 94% certified fresh. That's pretty high. That is very high. Um, So, it is a much higher, pardon me, so it is a much higher uh, score than personally I gave it, Um, but they said it was unapologetically silly and all the more entertaining for it. Uh, Megan is the rare horror comedy that delivers chuckles as effortlessly as chills. Um, which, I mean, th- that's why I brought up it up earlier. It feels more like a black comedy. Um, but uh, the audience score was 78%. Um, audience says, as long as you aren't looking for something truly scary or even surprising, Megan is a lot of fun. Which, that is definitely more my opinion. <laughs> yeah I think, I think
0: the most surprising thing was those commercials at the beginning.
1: <laughs> honestly, which by the way, I, I had oh, I had something on that. Um, there, so uh, one of the point, points early on in the film as well is uh, the competitor to this company uh, or a competitor, somehow got hands out of like making their own for cheaper. Uh-huh. Um, and like along with that weird commercial at the, time, at the beginning where it says like it'll live longer than you. So this off-brand, they're called Furzies. Instead of perpetual pets. And their butts change color to show their mood.
0: <laughs> which I loved when I watched that in the
1: movie. Uh, it was funny. It's just like, like which, that, that is definitely like over the top ridiculous. Uh, which I, I feel like if you want a more like ridiculous and fun, more comedic horror film, The Babysitter or The Babysitter, The, the Killer Queen, I felt were more funny and more, more interesting to watch which we also watched at movie night.
0: Yeah, that's right. Um, one of your other audience reviews is it's not the worst movie I've ever seen, but it's very disappointing. I had high hopes based on the marketing in the trailer, but it just didn't deliver. The plot was incredibly predict predictable and the acting wasn't good. I'd say the acting in the movie w- was for Megan herself. I found myself sitting in the theater bored and wishing the movie would just end already,
1: <laughs> which it feels like, I, I think the, uh, it seems like the general audience reaction is pretty mid Most of, in most of the reviews that I found. Because uh, I, like, I wanted to try and do a thing with this where if it's a really, really good movie, then I would find really lowly rated uh, things, like if it was like critically acclaimed, and then the opposite if it were a bad movie. But this is a pretty ri- mid-range movie to me. Um, and most of the reviews seem to kind of be similar. Um, as far as like, actually wordy ones, other ones were usually like one sentence being like, it was good or it was funny, uh-huh. or it was terrible. Like, <laughs> there wasn't a lot of in-between. Um, but as far as the ratings go, uh, Google gives it a 3.7. Uh, Roger Ebert gave it three stars. And on IMDb, it is a 6.4 out of 10.
0: Nice. Now, what would you... what Would you recommend this? Do you um, want to give it a score? Is there your thing given movie store scores?
1: I don't usually, but in this case, I, I think I would give it a... I'd give it a solid 5 out of 10. Like it's a solid 5 out of 10. A 5 out of 10. It, it's it's okay. Solid failing grade. <laughs> That's right. It, it is more like in my mind meh
0: Oh, man, meh
1: Oh no. <laughs> like it's it's okay like it, I would I mean I wouldn't say don't watch it. like it, See for yourself whether or not you like it. Like it's not terrible, but it's not like super amazing in my mind. So it's very mid tier.
0: Uh huh. Well, I'm kind of I'm kind of in the same range though. I I but I would probably give I'd give it a six out of ten if I were to nail a number to it. Uh, so it's kind of lower on my. So a D and, instead of an
1: F. Yes, right.
0: <laughs> it will still. Well, I don't know. Did D's get diplomas? I don't know, but I
1: think they are technically passing nowadays.
0: Um, but uh, I, I I liked how the movie opened with their uh, commercials. These perpetual pets. I thought it was like, wow, this movie's like just going for something. It's it's mm. it's just doing something wildly different. And uh, but I do think the movie kind of like um, goes back into some normal horror movie tropes and um, mm-hmm. like which i think it's a very safe movie in that regard like um we've we've seen a lot of like ai movies before that probably touched on the subject way better Mm -hmm. uh uh, but uh i I think it's pretty safe movie to watch for on a on a saturday night yeah it's decent it it does it's not
1: too scary it has some disturbing moments in it Mm -hmm. but um we should probably talk about the ending very quickly Um, Just to sum up what happens. So at the very end of the film, um, uh, uh, Megan becomes even more possessive and basically threatens Gemma after a certain point. Um, She goes crazy and kills people in uh, the office building and comes home and threatens her. Um, And then in a twist, kind of, uh, Katie ends up seeing Megan being all threatening and suddenly turns against her with... Uh, a robot that you see early in their film Which reminds me of Real Steel That's real um, And basically like Fights her herself uh huh um, And does the thing that uh, Megatron does to uh, uh, Jazz in the Transformers movie Where it rips her in half And throws her across the room mm-hmm. um, And uh, That that was unexpected But I also I, I felt like there wasn't a lot of build up Like the entire movie Katie was either like Ooh I love you Or no emotion at all And the- then suddenly like Wow you're taking care of the only family I have. You're trying to kill the only family I have left, but I love you. But suddenly, I have to turn on you now. I don't. Know. I, I don't know. I, it didn't feel like it was earned.
0: Yeah, it was very sudden. But I did enjoy the Rock'em Sock'em robot fight.
1: Oh, that that was that was great. Um, I also feel like at the, the, the end of the film, uh, one of the pivotal things that uh, she sh- that Gemma shows, uh, Kitty earlier in the film is uh, where like the, the quote brain unquote for these robots is, and which is in the face. Um, and Kitty stabbing with a screwdriver at the end. I kind of. Half wanted her to, like... There would be, like, a really quick cut scene where she's just unscrewing the brain. (laughs) (laughs) Manually. But at the very end of the film, so they basically uh, end up killing Megan. And uh, the last shot you see is uh, Gemma talking to the police. And through the door you see her... I think it's called Lexi. um, Her, like, Alexa version or Google, which turns to see her. So I guess the, the hook is that Megan has uploaded herself... Mm-hmm. into the internet and so i mean it leaves itself open to a sequel which would you watch a sequel
0: well i would yeah i probably would see where they where's where they go with this the director said that he will try not to do viral things mm. or intentionally so uh i like i'm interested to see if they expand on this um um but i do I, it seems like it was big a bigger hit than they even expected but um um, I, I don't know. I'm interested in seeing where, what psycho Megan comes up, uh, does next with the, <laughs> now the appliances in the kitchen. <laughs> so, well, all right. So that's kind of wrapping up the time we have for today. um, um that's about all the time we have for today. Um tim sounds like you would kind of recommend the movie i would kind of recommend the movie i think this is a worthwhile time Uh, but be sure to we're doing this as a weekly podcast where Mm -hmm. we have weekly uh, reviews on on movies Uh, check us out next time
1: that's right so join us next time on nerds now playing